everyone, and welcome to episode three of Travel with KND, a podcast where we talk about all things travel, but we focus mainly on Disney World and Universal Orlando. My name is Crystal. And I'm Drew. And today we're going to talk about some keywords that you're going to hear while you're planning or in the parks, as well as go through the disability pass for both Disney World and Universal Orlando. Um, Of course, if you need any help with the planning of your vacation, I am happy to help you as a Disney and Universal travel agent, and that is at no additional cost for you guys. So let's go in through some of what these terms mean. Um, Really, these theme parks kind of have a lingo all of their own. Absolutely, they do. For sure. For sure. Oh, this is the part where I talk about rope drop. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, first um, first thing we want to talk about is rope drop, right? So rope drop means that you are there immediately at park opening. And this, you know, goes to the old days of there literally had a, a cast member stand there with a rope that you could walk up to the rope. And as soon as they dropped the rope, you were into the park. And it was a mad dash to go to your favorite attractions and, and be the first in line to do, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean or, you know, uh, now, uh, you know, Splash Mountain or the Seven Doors Mine Train or, you know, all those big A-ticket level attractions. Um, you know, you, you want to be there the first thing in the morning because the, really it's, it's the short amount of you. The shorter you're gonna have a shorter wait in line uh, when you're first in line, obviously, or towards the front of the line. And one of the only ways to do that is by rope dropping. So um, I think I rambled a little bit there, but hopefully that makes sense what I'm talking about with rope dropping. Anything else to add there, Chris? No, yeah, essentially it's just when people talk about rope drop is they are there at park opening, if not slightly um, below. So I know we had friends that were confused when we said, hey, we really want to rope drop this day. So that's what that's what rope dropping is, is just park open. Yeah. And then and realistically, what that means, too, is, yeah, I mean, the park opens at nine. But a lot of the times what the parks are doing now to avoid the crowds is they're opening the front parts of the park. Right. So you can walk in through the gates at Magic Kingdom and you can walk up, you can get a coffee at Starbucks or you can start to do shopping and things like that. Or you can just enjoy a nice, calm, you know, morning on Main Street. And we walk up to the rope to, you know, be a little bit closer towards mine train and things like that. I don't remember where they they place it exactly. It varies from park and it varies based on capacity and things like that. But, um, you know, you get, you can get into the parks and you can start to enjoy them a little bit before park opening. Um, and then, you know, nine o'clock hits, rope drop, and, you know, you're off to the races um, towards your day. Um, another thing to talk about is park hopper or park to park, um, depending on, um, which, which, you know, park you're talking about. So park hopper is, uh, for Disney and park to park is for universal. And what this does is this is basically, um, an an add on to your ticket that allows you to jump to a new, uh, a different park. Obviously you're in, you're at, um, uh, Disney World, you can go from, you start your day at Epcot, uh, maybe it's, you know, towards the end of your vacation, and you want to do a bit of a best of, right? So, you know, the kids want to go on Soarin' again, and they want to go on Test Track, um, and, and, and Journey into Your Imagination with Figment. So you're going to start the day at Epcot, um, and at 2 p.m. now, at time of recording, is when you can do your first um, park hop, if you will. You used to be able to go 
before that, but you know, since COVID has started and things like that, um, they've put some restrictions in place. But two o'clock hits, that unlocks your ticket basically. And you know, okay, great. Um, I've done all I want to do at uh, at Epcot, so I'm gonna jump on the you know the 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 excuse me the Skyway or whatever, and I'm gonna go over to Hollywood Studios, and I'm gonna go on Rock and Roller Coaster, or I'm gonna catch the three o'clock Indiana Jones show or whatever you do. So um, that gives you the ability to jump, excuse me, that gives you the ability to jump from park to park. Um, uh, and which of course is why Universal calls it park to park. Um, same principle, you go from the original Universal Studios to Islands of Adventure, uh, you can hop back and forth. I don't believe Universal has any time restrictions in place. No, Universal doesn't have any time restrictions, but it also does allow you to park hop to Volcano Bay, I yes. believe. But Volcano Bay is really like an all-day kind of thing. Right, for sure. Um, the big thing with Park to Park to consider is if you're having a Harry Potter-themed day and you want the authentic experience of starting in Universal Studios and then going to Islands of Adventure because you want to go you know, see Diagon Alley or whatever in Universal Studios... Uh, but then you want to travel into Hogsmeade and you want the, you know, uh, the, the Harry Potter experience, if you will, right? Of going through uh, King's Cross Station and all that stuff. Uh, you need to go into Universal Studios, the original park first, and you'll jump on the train. Um, and then you'll go into, into Hogsmeade and see Hogwarts and all that stuff. But in order to do that, you need a park-to-park ticket because you're jumping from one park to another. Now... Um, if you don't book it originally, um, you know, and you decide, you know, you want to do it, the nice thing is you can upgrade your park, um, ticket to add on park to park right there at King's Cross Station. Um, you'll, you'll walk in, uh, you'll scan your tickets and you'll proceed down to the, you know, the train station and you'll get on the Hogwarts Express and then you'll, you'll travel over to, um, you know, to the other park. Uh, which is really, really cool. But you definitely need to have that in place to do that and enjoy that experience. Absolutely. And Universal Parks are super close to each other. So the park to park, um, it's, it really just makes sense to do that for them. Uh, the next thing to talk about here is uh, Lightning Lane and Genie Plus. Um, those two kind of go hand in hand. The Genie Plus is the app version of this or the app portion of it. Um, this really allows um, you to kind of plan your day around um, what you want to do and kind of where the flow of traffic is. Um, Lightning Lane is the new Fast Pass. Um, it is the new Quick Queue, skip the regular standby line. Um, and Lightning Lane is a paid for thing um, at Disney World now, and they have two different versions. Um, one is uh, all inclusive, includes all but two. Of the uh, rides per park, the two most popular rides in the park qualify for what's called an individual lightning lane. You'll see the abbreviation ILL a lot for it. Um, it does not mean that the park is sick. It just means... <laughs> Food for thought. That's good to know. <laughs> it took me a minute when I first saw it. It used to be called temporary maintenance, but I guess now it's everything's just ill. <laughs> yeah. So the ill um, acronym on there. That works for the more popular rides, and you do have to just buy those every time you want to ride that ride if you want to use the Lightning Lane for it. Express Pass is Universal's version of that. Um, they really don't have restrictions on it. Uh, they just have, I believe they have two different versions, the regular and the unlimited. 
um, and the unlimited lets you ride the rides through their quick queue as often as you want. And if you stay at one of their higher tier hotels, they include that pass in with your package as well. Um, so that's really kind of a rundown of that. That's pretty much Lightning Lane, Genie Plus, Express Pass. Those are just a way to skip the regular standby line. Photo Pass and Memory Maker. Um, those are another two things that really go hand in hand. Photo Pass is anytime you see one of the photographers at Disney World out, um, usually like in front of the castle, in front of, um, I always call it the Epcot Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's all those iconic locations that you want the family pictures at, um, you know, in front of the tree of life, uh, in front of the, the Chinese theater at at Hollywood studios, in front of attractions, in front of those icon, um, locations that, that are the typical photo spots. Yeah. And they have it in front of the millennium Falcon now too. So if you're a star Wars person, there's that. So photo pass is just for them taking those photos. They link right onto your ticket. Um, You'll be able to see previews through your app on there. You do have to pay for them to be able to get a download unless you purchase Memory Maker. Memory Maker um, includes all of those photos as a high-resolution download, all in your price. It also includes all of your ride ride photos, sorry, Um, everything like that. So Memory Maker is just kind of the access point to your photo pass photos. And park reservation. This is one of the biggest keywords, I guess, that kind of confuses people because it's fairly new. Mm-hmm. It just started in 2020 when um, Disney World opened back up. Park reservation is telling Disney World what park you are going to go to on what day. Now, if you do park hopper, you don't have to park reservation for the additional ones, just the first one, and you have to go there first to be able to have your ticket unlocked. So that's what, you know, park reservation is really just to un- let them know where you want to go. Yeah. Um, next up is extra magic hours or early admission. Um, so extra magic hours uh, or early admission is basically uh, an extra little perk, if you will, that Disney and Universal provide to those that are staying on property. Uh, what it does is it unlocks extra hours in the morning uh, that you can have a little bit of alone time, not alone time, because realistically, um, you know, it's it's open to everyone who's staying on property and they can jump into that park early. It's something you can do, though, and you can definitely plan that into your into your trip is what parks, especially if you have, uh, you know, park hopper like I was talking about previously, what parks have extra magic hours in the morning? Um, maybe that's what you start your day in and you get that extra, you know, hour or, or whatever it is what, at that time um, that you can enjoy the park and you have access just a little bit before general admission opens up, which is nice. Um, and of course, early admission is the, the same, pr- same principle for those that are staying on uh, universal property, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Disney does offer for those staying in their deluxe and their deluxe villa resorts. There is like an added bonus with the extra magic hours, but Universal is just straight across everybody in any of their hotels, whether it's one of their value or one of their premiere, you get that uh, it's an hour extra. And it does definitely come in handy. It gives you that extra, a little bit of extra time. You can usually squeeze in um, a couple of extra rides uh, before things get a little 
more hectic, which is nice. Um, next up, we'll talk about food. One of my favorite things is uh, is definitely dining at the parks, right? So you have two different um, terms that you'll hear quite a bit with uh, with you know people talking about planning and and things like that. So you have quick service and table service. Now, quick service is going to be your the, the fast food equivalent of your theme park experience, right? You walk up, there's you walk up to a counter, you place your order, and um, our cat's trying to walk across our setup here. Sorry, <laughs> he says hi. Uh, so yeah, you walk up to the counter and you place your order, um, or now you you uh, you can order ahead in the app uh, is what they're doing, but in in. It, it goes either way, right? It just kind of depends. But anything that's quick and fast food is going to be called a quick service. Table service, obviously, is you have a dining reservation and you sit down and you have a waiter or a waitress that they take your order and, you know, there's experiences and, you know, these are your, you know, your your bigger events like eating at Cinderella's Castle or, um, you know, your character dining and things like that. Those are all going to be table service experiences. Yeah, and those are the two big terms, especially as you're looking at all the dining in Disney, because there is so much that they will specify this is a quick service or this is a table service. So as you're looking at them and you see that it's a table service, you know you're probably going to want to get a reservation for it. Yeah, and it's going to be a longer experience as well. You need to account for that. You know, you're not going to get in and out, um, you know, if you, and, and, and make a quick deadline sitting down for a table service. It is a long, I mean, it's not terribly long, but I mean, it's, it's a, a standard you know, sit down dining experience that you're, you need to account for. So you're not going to be in and out in, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Um, you know, the other thing too, as well is uh, with quick service is, um, you know, you, you have that little bit of time where you're trying to find a place to sit and things like that. Now, some, depending on the park you go to and things like that, um, it's a little bit easier. You know, they, they used to be, you know, you kind of used to be able to squat and things like that and find a, you know, sit the kids down and, you know, take the time to order and all that stuff they don't really have that ability anymore they've really stepped up to kind of eliminate that especially universal um you know you they they they'll, they'll have a host or a hostess that'll actually seat you uh at some of the uh the the quick service uh type places where you know the tables are reserved they're cleaned off they're ready to go and as soon as you have your food in hand and you're ready to go they'll walk you to a table that's available for you which is which is nice and I know Disney does, uh, especially like Docking Bay 7, that was the most recent one that came to mind. You actually can't even enter the building unless you have a mobile order that yeah. is ready to pick up. Yeah, and that's app-based. You know, you order on the app, and you, uh, you, you, you can't even walk in to look around or anything or, or see a menu. They'll refer you to the app, and you place your order, and uh, you get a pop-up on your, on your phone that says, hey, your food's ready, it's time to go in. And they will, uh, you, you show it to the, the person at the door, and that's when they let you in, and you go up to the counter, and you pick up your, your food or your drink item. Really, I thought it was aggravating at first when we ran into it, but after it kind of got put into practice and everything, it was really nice that when we, we placed our mobile order before we went on a ride, by the time we got off the ride, the food was ready to go. We walked straight in. It was an air-conditioned building. Mm-hmm. We were able to take a break. We were able to grab our food, go straight and sit down without having to circle around while we're trying to balance our food and make sure our kids in tow, all of that kind of stuff. We just were able to find a table real nice and easy. All right. So magic bands. We talked about magic bands a little bit in the last episode. 
and some people still aren't quite sure what magic bands are. They've been around for a while. They're just a bit of technology that's kind of looks like a watch, just without a face, that Disney has implemented. Um, it can be used for anything from your uh, park tickets on there. Your lightning lane passes can be on there. You can access um, your photo pass. You can link your memory maker to it. Um, even your room keys was on it. That was really, really convenient mm-hmm. when we were there just to be able to tap our magic band instead of having to dig through pockets oh, yeah. while, you know, carrying ears and our kid is, you know, half laying on the ground. Or you're carrying the kid. Or you're carrying you're the like, kid. I'm going to lean him up against the building and hope he doesn't fall down and crack his head open. You know, it, it, it's it's definitely nice. And Universal has their their equivalent for the uh, for the water park. For as the well, water right? park, yeah, absolutely. It's called a tapu tapu, um, and you get one. Sounds exotic. So for Universal, they provide you one, and you have to turn it in at the end of the event. Um, so it allows you to do charging off of it, which the Magic Band at Disney will allow you to do room charging as well. Mm-hmm. But it'll allow you to you just add a credit card onto it, um, or debit card, whatever you want. And it'll go ahead and charge your purchases for you. They're both completely waterproof. You don't have to worry about them with uh, rides or rainstorms or anything like that, which, you know, is very helpful with a water park. Um, but they do, um, it'll alert you when you your rides are ready. Um, Volcano Bay with Universal really has gone with um, almost a queueless system. It all mm-hmm. goes through the Tapu Tapu system. Magic Band is kind of the same thing. Um, it's not a queueless unless you do your lightning lane. But really, that allows you to access everything. And if you have a DAS Pass, um, which we're going to talk about here in just a couple minutes, that links to the Magic Bands as well. And that was extremely helpful because we didn't have to keep digging through, finding everybody's tickets to be able to go through and use the TAS, DAS Pass that we use um, with our son. So that was really nice and easy. Uh, we mentioned the Disney app. Universal does have an app as well um, where you can view ride times or the current wait times and you can kind of get a layout of the park and a map and things like that. Disney's is a little more involved. It is called the My Disney Experience and that's also what it's called when you log in on the website. Um, so you'll see the abbreviation MDE or you'll hear people talk about the My Disney Experience and that's really where you do all of your planning after you book your vacation. That's where you can order your magic bands. That's where you do your dining reservations. Um, that's where you do your DAS pass reservations, your lightning lane reservations, your mobile ordering, all of that. That is all included in the My Disney Experience app. So if you are going to Disney World, you want that app on your phone. hundred percent. Absolutely. It's 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 definitely a game changer to be able to have that, you know, that that kind of guidebook, if you will, in your in your back pocket. Uh, it's it's a nice nice thing to have. Absolutely. All right. So we said DASPASS a couple times. So what DASPASS stands for is the Disability Access Service. Um, Universal's equivalent is called the Attraction Assistance Pass, and those are really there to help people with disabilities, um, and they are a little bit different. Now, what you need to keep in mind is the parks are ADA compliant, so. Just because you're in a wheelchair or you're in a, um, you know, you're in a wheelchair, you're in one of the motorized scooters, that does not qualify you for the DAS pass or the attraction assistance pass because the queue lines are designed with those people in mind. So 
just because you are in, like I said, a wheelchair or a motorized scooter, they'll they'll be expecting you to go in through the line. The disability assistance pass um, is more for those those guests that um, you know that have have those issues that um, you know prevent them from standing in line for long periods of time. You know, our son, for example, Nolan, he qualifies um, based on his uh, high functioning autism and his ADHD and things like that. Uh, you know, not to get too personal with you and so on and so forth, but um, other other things to consider, um, you know, things like IBS, um, you know, people have, have gotten them granted for that um, and other and other, you know, situations. Um, so do keep that in mind um, in, in terms of ADA, you know, compliance and things like that. Um, one of the differences between the two parks, Disney's is purely digital. Um, it's linked directly to your uh, directly to your magic band or your park ticket. And I honestly think they do a, a bit of a better job uh, in making it, um, you know, more of a special experience, if you will, um, and, and kind of taking the, you know, the, the awkwardness out of it. Um, it's, it's linked to, you know, one person. So for, in, in our instance, right, so, um, excuse me, uh, it's the, the, the DAS pass is linked to our son, Nolan, and he's kind of like the gatekeeper. Uh, if you will, for our ability to get onto the attraction, so he uh, he understands that he has to go up and and uh, you know the, they link it to his pass, and it's kind of like we can't go without him. So it's cool because it makes him feel special and and involved in things like that. And he has to be the first person to scan in, and and he unlocks the ride for us, if you will, which is really really cool. Um, and you can now add your additional um your additional rides once you go on the ride. Um, you can book your next DAS pass directly from the app. It didn't used to be that way. You have to, you had to uh, find a guest services tent or something like that to book your next one. Um, and they've they've kind of unlocked it a little bit to make it you know a little more digital friendly, which is nice. On the other side of the coin, um, you have Universal's attraction assistant pass. Uh, now there's it's a little old school. There there that's paper, right? And what you get is you get basically it's a uh, it's it's kind of like you know you you go into a uh, you go into the hotel and your parents would be checking in and you'd go find that brochure stand right and you you get that leaflet that's kind of what they give you and on one page it's got a grid that you walk up to the the cast member or the team member um, at the uh, at the, the the entrance of the ride and you say hey you know I've got an attraction assistance pass they you know jot their initials down and they give you a return time um, at the same. This, this is the same, right? So you, you get a return time based on the current wait time of the ride, okay? Um, the nice thing about Universal's is that they have a rule in place where if it's less than 20 minutes, uh, they let you write in. Um, Disney doesn't offer that. So they'll, they'll and let me backtrack a little bit. How that functions is you walk up and if the wait's 30 minutes, they tell you to come back 30 minutes from now. Or if it's, you know, an hour and a half, um, you know, you come back in an hour and a half. It's basically you're waiting in line, but you're doing other things to pass the time. So it's nice for us. You know, we'll walk up to a larger attraction. It's got a longer wait. Um, you know, Splash Mountain's an hour wait. You know, we book our pass, then we'll go to Pecos Bill, and we'll do quick service, and we'll grab our food, and we'll have a, an hour-long lunch or whatever, or we'll do a half-hour lunch and, you know, um, you know, walk around a little bit. And then when the time comes, we jump on, we jump in line, and, and away we go. Um, so that's kind of how those systems work and, and what's in place there. Yeah. And you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but really what they classify 
um, what they define as um, your eligibility for it is a cognitive or physical dis- physical disability or condition that prevents you from waiting in line. Um, so just keep that in mind. Of course, like the ADA compliant does not work with that. Um, but for instance, um, if your child or um, an adult in your party has CHD, and that's a little hard for them to wait in line, especially with the heat and be able to stand still and things like that. That's something you may qualify for. For those of you um, with kids um, on that autism spectrum, this is really, um, it's been a godsend for us because it allows us to be able to take him out of a situation where he can be in sensory overload and, you know, throws a tantrum and, you know, ruins our vacation, ruins somebody else's vacation that spent thousands of dollars to be there with this kid screaming in line that we can't do anything about. And we can take him out of that situation and let him decompress and let him get food and, and let, you know, kind of that all settle without him having to miss out on a lot of those experiences. Um, for Disney, you can register at guest service when you get in any of the parks. You can also register ahead. Um, Disney now offer that when they kind of went to um, more of the booking in the app. So you just have to do a video call through the chat function on Disney. Um, and I'll kind of link more of that information in the blog post that kind of goes with this on our website. So you can register ahead and you can actually book two DAS passes ahead of time. So we were able to, um, about a month before we went for Christmas, we were able to book two passes already for rides that we knew we wanted to do. They gave us a list of times to be there. And then we just got on the app and booked additional ones once we did that. One of the original ones we booked, they ended up that ride shut down before we could go on it. So it kind of turned into like a multi-experience pass is what they called it. But we were able to go to a guest experience. They were kind of able to help us with it. But we could also just book another one straight through um, our app. For Universal, you do need to go to guest service. Um, it's at the front of the parks right after you go through the turnstiles. And the team members there are super helpful as you're going through and scanning your ticket. You just ask where it is. They do need to see both parks. They do need to have everybody's park ticket or magic band or something like that there um, to be able to link everybody to it. So they will go through and, you know, okay, well, you know, Nolan is, you know, who's this registered Mm -hmm. to, you know, but we see, you know, that four other people are in your, you know, planning party. You know, we just want to make sure and they write that number down so it does have a distinct number linked so somebody can't sneak in with you, which is really, really nice. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an important thing to remember, right? This is not the time for your group to split up and, hey, we just got through the turnstiles. You two handle this. We're going to run to the bathroom. You know, this is not the time to do that. You know, handle your business before and then as a group go and get the DAS pass taken care of or the attraction assistance pass because you all need to be there at the same time with your tickets in hand ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. You can't really do that with Disney. Universal, you can a little bit, just keep them nearby, but you will need to have their physical ticket with you Mm -hmm. um, so they can't go on rides or anything like that. But if they literally just need to go to the bathroom or they just want to wait outside for Universal, you can do that. Just make sure you have their ticket with you. Mm -hmm. Um, For Disney, everybody needs to be there. Um. And really the essence of both of these is it allows you to wait in line without waiting in line. Um, I know that might be kind of confusing, but, you know, as we kind of went through it, it, it really does kind of help mitigate a lot of the issues with standing in one spot for a long period of time. 
Um, I think that's all we got for you guys today. Of course, if you are interested in booking a vacation, you can always request a free quote that is absolutely no obligation to you on our website at travelwithknd.com. While you are there, be sure to check out the blog post that goes along with this. That's where we're going to have some important links, especially for that DAS and that attraction assistance pass um, on there. And we're going to kind of break down those keyword um, words that we talked <laughs> through um, a little bit in here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, make sure to follow us on social media. We're on all the big ones, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. It's Travel with KND. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you liked what you heard. Uh, we're on all the major podcast players and, and all your source for podcasts. So find us there, you Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit the notification icon as well on those social media channels so you can be up to speed on all of our latest posts and um, be an active member of the Travel with KND family. Thanks a lot for being here, everybody. We always appreciate your support, and we'll talk to you on the next one. Thanks, y'all. Have a good one. Bye, everybody.